On this week's episode of The Hoop Plug, we're giving Giannis his flowers, telling you why Philly is going to end up paying Ben Simmons, that's right, and predicting end of season award races. Keep it locked. It's The Plug. Plug. I got what you want. I know what you want. I got what you need. I know what you need. I got what you like. I know what you like. I got what you love. I am your plug. Really on the plug, really on the plug. Really on the plug. And we are back. As always, rocking with you. It's your main man, Faraz. And I got with me my brother, Stir Fry Ty in the building. How you doing, Stir Fry? Feeling good, man. Six days left in the regular season. We're dropping this podcast on a Monday to a rare Monday where there's not going to be any basketball games being played, at least NBA. It feels weird to say like March Madness, the final, like it's Final Four, Elite Eight, Sweet 16. They got all these names and then you get to the last game. It's just, all right, championship game. (laughs) What do you even call it? The Elite Two? The final two, like they, they've already used all the other words for all the other rounds. Exactly, you know, it's like mean? all the excitement has been zapped out. Yeah, man. But uh, you know, it's a weird, weird day in the NBA regular season where usually we're. It's typical. We have three to four games at the very least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things are coming down to crunch time. You know what I'm saying? We have the LeBron-led Lakers, who it's really going to come down to the last game to see if they make the play-in. The Nets, who we thought was going to be running through the league just a year and a half ago. We know that has to do with injuries and trades and Kyrie Irving just now recently being cleared to play both home and away games. But yeah, man, that's a lot of excitement, man. These last six games, seven games, comes down to the wire, man. To the wire. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be interesting. And, and the excitement doesn't end when that 82nd game is played because then we got the play-in tournament right off the bat, you know, keeping the excitement up at all times highs. You know, this is LeBron's tournament now. He's uh, He's been in it every year. So uh, we're going to see if LeBron wins the annual play-in tournament. Yeah, man, I think he's uh, it's, it's beginning to get to familiar territory for our boy LeBron. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Something we would not expect, you know, teetering with the 8th, ninth, 10th seed. But, you know, this, this Lakers team, man, they've been injured. They've been bad. You know what I mean? And it's not much you can really do when you're fighting the injury bug and the chemistry bug. You know what I mean? But with that being said, a team that is not dealing with those issues is the Milwaukee Bucks, last year's defending champions leader. Giannis Antetokounmpo has been mm-hmm. on a tear this season. Ty, you want to break it down for us? Yeah, and um, Giannis has not been talked about in mainstream media this year, right? Your, your finals MVP, your first-time champion, a future face of the league not being discussed. So the hoop plug has decided to give him his flowers, right? As you heard, he became the all-time leading scorer in Milwaukee Bucks history, passing the all-time leading scorer in the NBA right now, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Shouts out to you, Giannis. To you, I salute, man. Because when I hear that, you know what I think back to? I think back of that video, his rookie season. You know, it's him and his parents in the arena. He's looking up at the Raptors. You know, he's talking about Kareem, Oscar. He's like, man, I hope one day my name could be right next to Kareem. And Mm. he's almost guaranteed that spot with the accomplishments that he's had especially really in the last four or five seasons. Giannis, you know, he really took that jump. He went from a skinny, frail European kid who really didn't know his place in the NBA on a bad Milwaukee Bucks team, you know? And, you know, the contrast just eight, nine years later, man, it's it's beautiful to see. It's beautiful to see. 
You want to list off some of the things Giannis was able to do this season, bro? Yes. He has the chance right now to lead the NBA in scoring, win his second MVP, win his second defensive player of the year, be the number one seed, and the only NBA player in history to average 30, 10, and 5 on 55%. That's a lot to do, man. He's, uh, he's made, <laughs> made good use of the year. <laughs> you know, he's been efficient getting to it. That's outrageous, man. And to be quite frank with you, man, the last time I heard of somebody cleaning house and sweeping all these awards, the manner he's done it, it's only one person that comes to mind, really, and that's no one other than my boy, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. You know what I mean? And and Giannis has been dominating. You know what I'm saying? It's been it's not been ridiculous to hold them those two players in the same breath with what Giannis has been able to do. And again, you know what I mean? A lot of people didn't expect them to win the championship. A lot of people didn't accept, expect them to be able to keep up this performance. They proved all the haters wrong, man. And they're going into the playoffs strong with a lot of momentum, you know? Facts. And we just got to give some props to the evolution. Like, I don't know if it's the Greek accent, but everything <laughs> just hits different. Especially when you got those skin and bones Giannis talking. Like you were saying in the video of him with his parents. There was another video that went viral I saw. He was sitting down in front of Milwaukee reporters, right? I think it might have been the year after he got drafted. Like I said, he's skinny as hell, probably 19 years old. And he says, I want to be MVP one day. <laughs> and all the reporters laugh at him. They think he's joking. <laughs> he's about to do it again. Wow. That's crazy, man. And, and it's not even just that. It's what he's saying after his games. Like He's talking about how he's evolved. He's so content with what he's done in his career that it's freed the burden of self-doubt and he's just able to play freely and it's resulted in some really good basketball this is a guy that's matured in more ways than one and that deserves credit yeah and if you ask me who the real winners are us as the fans man we're able to see Giannis put on some dominant performances night in and night out he has a frame and a playing style that's not something that we've seen in the NBA before, which, you know, you alluded to with the stats that he's been able to put up so far this season. If he can keep it up, he will be able to achieve that, that NBA record or not. I don't want to say record, but the only person in history to average those kind of numbers on that type of efficiency. You know, Giannis is a beast, man. Giannis is a killer. And uh, you mentioned the evolution has been crazy to go from, you know, skinny player, barely getting minutes on the floor, presence not being known when he's there. To the most dominant guy, potentially, I mean, I would, I would go on to say the most dominant guy in the league. He does what he wants, when he wants, how he wants. It's lunchtime every time he's on the court, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, shouts Thanks. out Giannis. Shouts, big shouts. All right, moving on. We got to talk about it. <laughs> ben Simmons update. Ben Simmons update. Ben Simmons haunting Philly fans forever. Haunting Philly pocketbooks forever because he's coming back for his money, okay? He <laughs> wants that 20 mil plus interest at the Philadelphia 76 organization withheld from his paychecks. So we all know what happened. Ben Simmons was claiming mental health struggles this whole year in Philadelphia. And um, he's now trying to get that money back, that money that Philly held from him. So, Faraz, my question to you, do you think there's any chance he gets to see this money back? All right, let me pose a question to you, right? If I just today decide, right, ah, going through some mild depression, ah, I'm not feeling so good. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? 
I'm going to take six months off from my job. You know what I mean? Due to mental health issues, right? I come back, you know what I mean? It's six months and a day, my first day back to the job. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, maybe I got hired by a new place. Throw that into the mix, right? Imagine me asking for that money from my boss. I got to be pretty bold to do it, man. And with all that being said, man, I feel that's something similar to what Ben Simmons is doing. Ben Simmons knew the cost that he had to pay. You know, at the end of the day, he has some good agents and some good lawyers over where he's at. Because if you ain't want to get in trouble for doing some bullshit, always plead insanity. You know what I'm saying? Kids, remember <laughs> that one. You know? So, uh, now, nah, man, to be quite frank with you, I think that the Sixers are pissed. You know, they're happy that they got James Harden. I think they feel they're the winners of that trade, right? But I think the Sixers are pissed, man. You know, they they this whole saga that was dragged out from both sides, you know what I mean? It's something that we're not... It's a stance that we're not expecting typically a player to have you know if they do usually they just suck it up and play the games until the next season or the trade deadline ben simmons said i'm doing it my way you know what i mean so with all that being said man i think the Sixers are gonna fight to the last breath last mm. punch whatever you want to call it last piece of litigation to not pay ben simmons that money realistically what do i think is gonna happen they'll settle out of court ben will probably get half of it you know um, but yeah, that's my stance. <clears throat> ben, you gonna get that money, all right? And if your agent ain't getting it for you, call me for two percent. I'm gonna get it all back. All right, look, <laughs> this is what we doing. Darrell, sit your ass down. Look, <laughs> my boy had a problem. He went to the doctors. There's record of that. Maybe he didn't sit with your doctors, but our doctors have records. He showed up for practice. No, he didn't play. I think it really helps that he hasn't played for Brooklyn. If he had got traded and just started playing day one, yeah, that would have looked bad. Oh yeah. But there was a real injury, right? So you can argue at least for part of that. He didn't get injured on the plane. He was injured in Philadelphia. So you could say, all right, he was injured, which means he's getting paid. Now, if it's the mental thing, ah, that's a tougher sell. But you know, we're living in a world where you know mental health has grown a new level of sensitivity. And uh, like it's been reported, this is a precedent case, right? So if they don't give Ben his money back, it's going to happen again, right? Media is only increasing their coverage. People are only more aware of how they feel, not less. So this isn't going to be the last time. I don't think they're going to get away with not paying him anything. That I don't see as a realistic scenario. Whether it's closer to what you were saying, seeing him get half, or closer to what I'm saying, if he brings me along because we're going to get that full bag, <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because it's not just affecting Ben. Yeah, and, like, let's be honest, man. We're talking about a decent chunk of change here, right? We're talking about a pretty fat bag, you know what I mean? It's basically half the season for a star NBA player's salary, right? Like... Talking a lot of dough. 20 M's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. Again, at the end of the day, I don't think the Sixers are going to just bend over and give Ben whatever he wants. <laughs> but at the same time, they're going to they're gonna have to deal with the guy a little bit, you know? So Ben, if you're listening, bring me in. They will bend over. They'll be grabbing their ankles, all right? <laughs> I'm going to get you that money. Hey, man, Ty, I don't know why you didn't go into, <laughs> go into the sports agency realm or the sports agent realm, man. You, if I was a professional athlete, you're the first guy I'm calling, so. <laughs> never say never. Never say never. I do what I can and I can what I do, you know what I'm saying? Just another day on the job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
You want to enter this next one? Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Our boy over in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? Easy Money Sniper, our boy the Slim Reaper. I got to hit him with all the nicknames tonight. Mm. You know what I'm saying? KD, Kevin Durant, KD Trey Five. You know what I mean? All right, let me chill out, right? But now, our boy Kevin Durant with a huge double nickel game. Our boys dropped mm. 55 points, set a new career high. Yes, in sir. a tough loss against Trey Young's Atlanta Hawks, man. Man, what a good game that was. Trey Young and KD were battling all night. At the end of the day, KD, you know, he had the better individual output, but Trey Young and the Hawks were able to take the win away. Tyler, what were your thoughts on that night, man? I think KD was inspired by his boy Kyrie over there, dropping all them 50-point balls. He had to get in on the action. But... You zoom out, right? KD, great game. Nine turnovers, not great, but 55 is 55. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie, kind of off shooting, not what we expect from him. And like I said, you zoom out. Hold on. Brooklyn Nets are a 10 seed. Yikes. I'm not worried, but they're not in a good spot, man. They are not in a good spot. We know single game on elimination. We never know what can happen. I think they're going to win, right? I think we all do, but it's yeah. just crazy. You zoom out even further on this year, but on the whole KD and Kyrie dynasty, and you're like, isn't it crazy they've never become a sure thing? We're three years in now, and they haven't sniffed the finals. (laughs) Seriously, man. And honestly, I give some of that up. I give some of that credit to a superbly deep Eastern Conference. Just one or two years ago, you had uh, teams sneaking into the, the... Eighth, ninth to play in with losing records, right? This is the first time in a long time in the East that one through ten have both have all been above five hundred. That's something we typically see in the Western Conference, but not something that we're used to seeing in the Eastern Conference, right? We expected, yeah, maybe the net, the Nets could put it on cruise control for a while. Wouldn't really matter. Weak teams, blah 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 blah. But we've seen, obviously, that is not the case. You hit it on the head, man. They are not where they want to be, especially if they want to make a deep run win a championship like we expect them all to be able to do, they're going to have a long, long playoff season, bro. It starts off all the way in the play-in. You got to play a game just to play in the play-in. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to go out and play against the first seed, you know, as the underdog eighth seed. And again, this team is not really an underdog as at the eighth seed. You know, they're finally getting things together. And I think Ben Simmons should be there in time midway through their playoff run, if not earlier. But man... You mentioned it. This is a horrible position for these Nets to be in, man. <laughs> yeah, and KD's played a lot of minutes. He's 90% legs, you know. There's a lot of room for injury there, okay? So, an extra game, yeah, it's just 48 more minutes, but he's going to play a lot of those 48 unless it's a blowout, and uh, every minute counts with him on the court. Him and Kyrie kind of injury prone, so we're just going to hope that they stay healthy and we can finally see what they're capable of. Yeah, man, seriously. But one thing I do want to talk about, one thing I want to touch base about, right, We argue how KD is possibly the greatest scorer of all time. You know what I mean? And that's something that's without a doubt in my mind. I think he's top two, top three, if not the one spot already, you know? But we've seen guys drop 60. Devin Booker has a 70-point game for for Pete's sake, you know? Are you surprised that Kevin Durant's career high is only 55 points? And I say only, right? It is a little crazy. But he's always playing with some stars, you know? If he was there with the 16 Cavs roster, you know, he's going to have a couple 
Yeah. I have a couple more of those. <laughs> yeah, and at least a couple 60-pointers. And I think that KD recognizes that. But again, when you're winning basketball games, nine times out of ten, you don't need to put up 40. Usually, you know, True. if your team is good enough to be, a, okay, True. you know, 20 games above, 15 games above 500, you play usually only three quarters. You know what I'm saying? And the rest of the game is a blow. You're not even playing that full fourth quarter. So I think it's in the amount of time and it's the efficiency that KD does it. But I want to see the guy go out for 60. Shoot, go out for 70. Surprise us. Show us you got some Mamba mentality. Drop 80, damn it. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, something I want. Yeah, he's capable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's something I want to touch base on because it's like we have not seen the Slim Reaper break the 60-point threshold. I think we might be due in the playoffs. I could see this year, right, Ben's not going to be around for a little bit of time. And when he does come back, who knows for how long. It's going to be one of those nights Kyrie's off, maybe against a series with the Bucks. Drew Holiday's a great perimeter defender. I could see KD doing something crazy. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Imagine him, he goes, and then he breaks the playoff scoring record. I wouldn't have any complaints about that. Does Jordan have that? Do we know? Yeah, Jordan still does have that at 63. I think that's what it is. Okay. So, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Let's hope so. All right, man. Like we said, we're six days away. Playoffs are right around the corner. I think voters are already submitting their ballots, which is crazy. Y'all shouldn't be able to vote until the full 82 have been played, but topic for another day. Either way, me and Faraz are here to make some sense of it, tell you who's winning what and how. So let's start it off with the MVP, the Joker. He's going to get a lot of attention, having a phenomenal year, but they're a six seed. Come on. Are we serious? Embiid. 30, 12, 4. He's still in this race, man. The process has been doing some great things down in Philadelphia. And a lot of that has come without James, without Ben, still balling in a top two seed in the Eastern Conference. And then Giannis. Right now, this is my pick. He's doing it when it matters. His stats over his last 10 are crazy. You know what I'm saying? 30, 12, and 6 on the year. Two seed in the Eastern Conference. This is still up for debate, right? But... Those are my top three. I got Giannis winning it. Actually, that's not my top three. I got Giannis one right now, Embiid two, D-Book three, Jokic four, Tatum five. How you see it playing out? Well, so I think, you know, the, the top three is really, it's, it's between those three guys, you know what I'm saying? And it's funny how we used to talk about a center-dominated league, how we got away from it. We got, this is the era of the three-pointer, and look who the three most valuable players are in the NBA right now. All centers, all big men, whose game style is not really developed around the three-ball. Um, with that being said, man, honestly, I've got to give it to Joel Embiid, man. He's been doing it night in and night out without any help, period. You know what I mean? When Ben Simmons was there, Joel Embiid was going out, putting his head down, and going to work every single day. Forget about the drama. Forget about the nonsense. Him and Seth were doing their thing. You know what I mean? Shouts out Tyrese Maxey as well. James Harden comes in. He loses Seth. Loses a couple of these guys. You know what I mean? And Joel Embiid is still doing the damn thing. You know what I mean? Fourth place in a super deep Eastern Conference is not so bad either. You mentioned, you know, Giannis and the Bucks are sitting at second. Defending champs. A lot of momentum. You know what I mean? But I think the Bucks team is much better than the Sixers team, especially without James Harden, which speaks to the level of what Joel Embiid is doing. Now, we all know Jokic is a killer. We know he's a beast, but you said it, sixth in the West. You know what I mean? You have teams like the Grizzlies above you, newcomers. I just don't think it's enough for him to, to secure that MVP season. Now, I'm gotta, I got to go Joel Embiid, one. Giannis, two. Jokic, three. 
Um, I, I'm, I don't care about the rest of the guys in that order. But That's with that fair. being said, Jason Tatum, John Morant, Devin Booker, all of those guys belong to be deserve to be in that conversation for sure. You know? Yeah. And I know Deep Book's been getting a lot of like, hey, especially Ja. Ja's been a super fan. I don't know what's going on there, but everyone's pulling for D-Book right now, at least people within the league. And I get it to a certain degree. It feels like their complaint at least is they're messing the criteria up, right? Like it used to be best player, best team. That's it. Best player on the best team, you get an MVP. That's how Steve Nash got it. Um, That's how some other guys have gotten it too. Yeah. But I don't know, man. D-Book, he's having a phenomenal year. Put him in my top three, but not yet, bro. Giannis is, is going crazy right now. Joel's going crazy, and he's doing that single-handedly. Yeah. He's going to have some more chances. He's young. Yeah, he's <laughs> young, for sure, for sure. Um, I think that the Suns team, again, you mentioned that he definitely deserves to be in that conversation, and especially with their play as of late, you know, secured the top record in the NBA. Uh, he deserves to be there, but you said it. He's young. Um, these other guys, it's just what they're doing is so ridiculous that we can't we can't overlook that, you know. Facts. All right, moving on. Next award, we're gonna give out defensive player of the year. All right, this is an award that historically goes to a big man, right? A big man from Utah. But this is the year for Ross. This is the year we end the Rudy Gobert consecutive defensive player of the year streak. I'm ready to do it, yo. Let's put the nail in the coffin and take that man back to Utah where he's touching <laughs> mics with the hot coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Donovan Mitchell don't even like the pass to him, yo. They tried to squash that beef. Do you know Donovan Mitchell averages two passes per game to Gobert? Get out of here. That's it, huh? I just saw that on Twitter. I can't verify. But (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. And he does pass up. I know he passes up on him a lot. Yeah, he does. He's like, listen, Rudy, you're going to have to get your points the old-fashioned way. Offensive rebounds, buddy, because I ain't giving you the rock. (laughs) You know? So, uh, yeah, man, I don't think that beef got settled, but it's definitely quieted down for sure. This deep boy conversation, man, is very, very interesting. Some of the guys that lead off this listing, we got, you know, like you said, Rudy Gobert, but Bam Adebayo, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know what I mean? Some big names and shouts out for Giannis being able to do it on both ends of the floor. You know what I mean? That deserves some serious credit, you know? Yeah, only guy that's in the top five for voting right now that's averaging 30, or 25 at least. Not many averaging 30, so we got to lower that. (laughs) (laughs) But, yo, for me, I like Giannis too, right? I want him getting his second defensive player of the year. Uh, Dre had a great season. If he played more games, he'd be my pick. Shouts out to Mikel Bridges, true versatile defender, and Jaron Jackson Jr., a big reason why Memphis Grizzlies are so good, leading the league in blocks this year. Hey, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, man, but I think, honestly, the guy who I got to tip my hat off to, it's Bam Adebayo, man. The Heat, they have the best the best record in the Eastern Conference. You know what I mean? It's not due to their offense. They're a hard-nosed, defensive mind, gritty team, you know, and it shows in their play. You know what I mean? And, and Bam Adebayo, he is really their defensive anchor, you know, so shouts out to him and some of the things that he's been able to do this season as well. Facts. Big shout, big shout. All right, next award up, most improved player. And I think this is one that we're all going to be able to agree on. 
You know what I mean? Um, he didn't come in as the most well-known rookie, but he's finishing the season as just that. Uh, our guy, Evan Mobley, down in Cleveland. Something we don't normally mention, unless it was LeBron, you know, someone in Cleveland, right? But uh, Evan Mobley has had one heck of a rookie season. He's played a big part in the record and the performance that this Cavs team has been able to have. Yes, sir. And I did mean rookie of the year. I said most important player, but I did mean rookie of the year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm with Faraz, right? This is a clear-cut one. Scotty Barnes had a phenomenal season. He's going to be a player. Uh, he looks like a Ben Simmons, for real. And if he can shoot better, then sky's the limit. Uh, and shouts out to Cade Cunningham, also had a great year. I like what he is um, down in Detroit. Killian Hayes looks to be a bust, but it looks like they righted those wrongs. Got in a point guard back-to-back. They figured it out. So yeah. um, big shouts to those rookies. Yeah, Evan Mobley. Um, I think real quick on a side note, just touching about Cade, I think Cade is probably going to have the best career out of all of them. But given mm. that we have such a high expectation for him, he looks so comfortable as a rookie, right? He isn't trying to do too much. He's really just trying to play within himself and learn the ropes. Um, I think he has that star mentality where it's like he almost looks like he doesn't care enough. But I think it's because he's that good. Um, look for Kate to have a really great career. Okay, so I, I think he's going to be really good. Probably like a two-time All-Star. But I don't think he's the impact winning guard. I think he's more of like the Baron Davis ceiling. He's going to put up numbers and get highlights, but is it going to be winning basketball? I can see him My being person a second for option. That. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, my pers- my pick for that, right, biggest star in the class is Scotty Barnes. Scotty, sky's the limit for Scotty. Mm-hmm. Is down in Toronto or up in Toronto, so he doesn't get as much coverage as a lot of these other rookies, but, yo, that guy can ball. And he plays defense just it, as good as Evan Mobley, which is crazy. Yeah, his defense is definitely something we got we to gotta commend him for as well. Uh, man, you, you, you hit all the, the points. Um, I think Scotty Barnes is a guy whose name we've heard from the beginning of the season. We haven't stopped hearing, so expect to hear this guy's name for many years to come. All right, man. So this is actually time now. Most improved player. Let's talk about it. Talk about it. For us, you want to kick it off? Yeah, man. It's got to be. It's got to be one guy, man. If anyone else talks, says another name, I'm not even listening, man. It's John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies, right? And how can someone like that be the most improved player in the league when he was so good already? But I think the elevation of his game, he's been able to take his team and himself to the next step. That's not the most improved player. I don't know what is, you know? Mm, Yes, Ja. He was averaging 19 points last year, guys. He's up to 28 points per game. That's a jump if I ever seen one. (laughs) <laughs> and that's not the jump from 5 to 15 a jump from 19 to 28 is a big one all right there's some other guys though that deserve shouts desmond bain big shout to you nine to 18 points per game and darius garland up to 22 points per game only like a four or five point jump but the winning the winning he's been a huge part of that oh yeah and the confidence that he, he shows mm. when he's on the floor man that team is going to be good for years to come facts Facts. All right. Going to sixth man of the year because i just been going all out, all out of order on my boy Faraz. I apologize for <laughs> it's it. It's all good. We professionals. That's why we just go with the flow, brother. <laughs> well, this one is clear cut as well. All right. Tyler Hero. Jack Harlow told you guys. Sixth man of the year. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, no disagreements, man. Um, this Heat team has been really, really good. I honestly think Tyler Harris should have been starting for most of the season over Duncan Robinson, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, man, gotta give it to Tyler Hero. The rest of the guys on this list, I mean, they do make a big impact. You know, Jordan Clarkson, former Sixth Man of the Year winner, does his thing off the bench. But I think Tyler Hero definitely takes the cake this year. Um, talked about all the individual player awards, man. There's only one left. You know what I'm saying? This is for the general, the veteran of the squad, the guy who makes all the decisions. Coach of the year, man. If you ask me, it's two guys, right? Who it's really just a cutthroat, super tight battle between the two of them. And that is none other than our boy over in Phoenix, Monty Williams, and the Miami Heat head coach, who for sure one day will be a Hall of Fame head coach, Eric Spolstra. You know, what are your thoughts on that? I disagree. Oh. oh. I think this is a three-horse race. Matter of fact, I'm going to say the guy you left out may be most deserving. And that's Taylor Jenkins, coach of the Memphis Grizzlies. Because them winning without John Morant and beating the top teams in the league, beating the Suns, the Nets, they've beaten everybody without their best player, the guy averaging 29 points. That is crazy. And that's coaching. That, and, and the rest of their squad is a bunch of bums. Like, okay, I don't want to say it like that. They're all in the league. But, I mean, just last year, none of these guys were getting any respect in the league. So, some very valuable points you bring up, man. Yeah. And, and Monty Williams, right? He, he's probably the lead dog for this right now. Best record in the league. He was really deserving last year. Uh, he was. It ended up going to Tibbs, my guy with the Knicks, because who thought they would be good? Um but the Suns, it'd be hard. I think in the back of Oder's minds, they're like, all right, he almost kind of deserved it last year. We yeah. kind of have to give it to him now. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's the thing, right? Now that you mention it, you know, going from bad to good is the difference between going – there's a difference between going from good yeah. to great, which is something that the Suns team has been able to do this last season. I think it's going to show once playoff time comes around. But with all that being said, it's not based on what you do in the playoffs. It's based on what you do in the regular season. And Taylor Jenkins definitely deserves to have his name in the rink as well. Facts. Facts. Yeah, man. So with that being said, you know what I'm saying? We touched about the awards. Touched about our boy KD Trey 5. We touched about episode 61. You know what I'm saying? Big shouts out to you guys, by the way. We're, we're at 61 episodes. So, man, it's just where we want to be. Just where we want to be. But last but surely not least, man, we got our YouTube page, man. Something that we haven't really been able to tell you guys too, too much about, man. The hoop plug video section, YouTube section, the visuals, whatever you want to call it, is in full effect. Big shout. Thank you to Ty, man. He's, he's been the reason why we've been able to do that. So, Ty, break it down for us a little bit, bro. Oh, man, it's a group effort. You know what I mean? But you guys need to go check out that YouTube. That's hoop plug one word who plug and y'all find us um we got some great content dropping some exclusive stuff that is not on the podcast so if you want to be up on the latest from your boys at the who plug you got to check out that youtube page we got one video one short that's done 2.2 thousand so you know catch the wave guys we're on to something new we're putting some time and energy in there so as always if y'all rocking with us check that out check that out please for sure for sure and one thing for us, bro, speaking of good films, you know, <laughs> I want to tell you about Winning Time. 
that sounded like an ad, but it's not an ad. They did not pay us. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless they paid Ty. I don't know about it. <laughs> nah, nah, I would never. So, um, <laughs> look, winning time. HBO is about the Showtime Lakers. Jerry Buzz, Magic. It starts when Magic just got drafted and Jerry just purchased the team. Genie Buss is in there as like a youth. Yo, it's actually really, really good. Jerry Buss is a wild boy. But it's really, really good. Yo, you got to check this out. Yeah, before we got on Wax, you were telling me a little bit about it, man. And listen, right, that Showtime's Laker team is one of the most entertaining, one of the most charismatic teams in the history of the league, man. I got to watch it as long as you slide me them HBO credentials, famo. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like Wild Wild West, man. Like, it felt like anything goes. They were just, you know, it was the 80s, 70s, 80s. And um, things were different back then. But Jerry Buzz really innovated in in terms of what it what the league looks like today um he got celebrities sitting courtside that's something that you see in every arena now he would give them tickets for free invite them to after parties and get them to root on for their team and um that was a big thing to increase like i don't know just increase the popularity of the league popularity the money coming in all of that stuff man nah thank you i gotta definitely touch base and watch that a little bit that we could break it down here on the show man yeah if you guys would be interested in some uh some winning team winning time breakdowns uh on the podcast let us know get at us for sure for sure with all that being said you already know what time it is thank you for tuning in shouts out to y'all check us out on youtube check us out on instagram check us out on facebook it's hoop plug baby put some flavor in your ear. Yeah.